Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Aston Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, you're listening to, of course, the number one Millwall podcast. I was trying to find the right word sitting in the pre-match lull, listeners. Trying to find the right word to describe the den at the moment. Um, I don't know if you could ever say the den is pensive, which always has a kind of um, librarian kind of feeling to it, but there's certainly a sense of um, unease, foreboding, um, who knows. The, uh, it's been a difficult week, clearly, for Gary Rowe and Millwall after that awful awful display up at Blackpool last week 1-0 loss um, strangely West Bromwich Albion are just coming onto this pitch single handed here come the Lions after them to good applause it's been a difficult week I think we've got two crucial games ahead of us 72 hours that could be big for Gary Rowett um, losing in those uh, drab circumstances up there at Blackpool was about the very last thing that uh, we need certainly 942 that went up there needed and he needed um, so we need more than anything else today in my humble opinion uh, a performance a result would be nice more than anything we need a performance preferably not getting beat style of performance your Mill team today listeners Bart Bielkowski in goal back line Murray Wallace Jake Cooper Sean Hutchinson either side of on the left Scott Malone on the right Danny Mack the midfield two uh, Michael Keefton Bell Billy Mitchell and the front three Mason Bennett Benny Gafobe and Ollie Burke I thought actually looked quite fast and pacey up there at Blackpool from the uh, screen that I was watching um, today's game is clearly I don't know if it's make or break I mean you know we keep saying make or break don't we you know but it's certainly um, I think the season has gone I, I don't think that's unrealistic I think what we do really is play for pride it's been um, a quiet transfer window apart from the arrival of Ollie Burke uh, Jed Wallace that, that situation still remains as an open question My, my impression of uh, Mill's transfer business is an old Elton John album called Tumbleweed Connection from way back when. Tumbleweed Connection. A lonely western town with tumbleweed rolling down the middle of it in the wind. So it is with a sense of, um, I don't know, all these words are over the top. Trepidation. Not trepidation. 
anticipation, a little bit of anticipation of the game will kick off. West Bromwich Albion in a kind of an Arsenal style, old school Arsenal away kit of yellow and blue. With a hazard design of some sort on, it, on the shirt, red numbers. They're going to be attacking the pole blow lane. Mill will be attacking the away in the first half in accordance with English law since the time of the Venerable Beads. Michael Keith and Belt will get us away at the second attempt. Attempt. And off we jolly will go, as Jimmy Young used to say on Radio 2. Long ball forwards towards Benekafobe being headed back from whence it came. Shay Ojo. Story. I've got loads of stories off the net all week. It's been like nothing happening and loads of stories to compensate for, I think, as West Brom push forwards here. Shayojo is probably going to be remaining on loan with us despite missing the bulk of the season. I don't know what to make of that. It's in the same category as letting one of our top scorers go, Matt Smith. So, yeah, the, uh, the internet version of knife sharpers have been running all week. The knives are out for Gary Rowley. He, he needs a... A performance, as we've said today. Otherwise, we may be seeing the, the Madame La Guillotine being set up in the Den car park. To go all French Revolution on you. All right-sided corner, here we are. For, come towards the fourth minute now. As that comes in, that's in the middle, that's bouncing around on the line. Somehow Bart falls on it. I don't know how that didn't go in the net, listeners. That was a scuffle inside the Millstead Char box inside the first four minutes. Somehow Bart saved the day again. Gary Rowett speaking to the London News Online says that he's pretty certain that uh, Jed Wallace will remain a Millwall player for this season. Uh, and hence the uh, reposts online. It's almost like signing a new player, the old cliche. I think Bart Bielkowski is our most valuable player to be quite frank because he saves goals to order, just as, as we just saw there. As the sun comes out, illuminating a beautiful sunny Saturday afternoon in South Bermondsey, flags fluttering in the in the breeze on the docker stand opposite. This is West Brom still with possession at the Mill Wednesday, 27 on the right side. We're under a little bit of cosh early on. There's a ball floated in from the right. That's away. It falls on the volley. That's a great save. Miraculous level save by Bart Bielkowski as the uh, the striker avoided from the penalty spot. That's two. Goal saving saves on five minutes. He's gone for a goal kick somehow, but that, well, I don't know how he fended that away, listeners. It was reflex. Brilliant, brilliant save by Bielkowski there. Certain goal. The camera's focusing in on Andy Carroll. I presume that was Carroll with a shot then in that case. Lines up against it in the early stages of the game. Real loose ball across the back. That's given the ball to the 18 yards of the penalty. Jerry blasts. Over, that's poor. That's, I should know that. I think that was Carroll going yeah, from this distance. Gandhi Carroll blasts high over. There's a minute's applause now for young Isla Cain, who so tragically passed away in the week. We try and get some video of this. RIP Isla Cain. Very, very sad news. Pretty much all West Brom pressure, in truth, in his opening first nine. Comes towards ten minutes. Right-sided corner. West Brom have already gone close 
twice with two decent saves by Bart Belkowski and then chances where they really should have done better so um, they could easily have been two or three goals ahead by this stage in it comes, it's into the near post, Bart bats it away back to the right side, it's going to be another chance to uh, put the ball in, they're going to let it run for a throw in there's the two on the right, freedom, that's across the face of the Millwall goal, fucking hell uh, Danny Mack earns a, a free kick this is, this is um, we've dodged three great chances now by my estimation possibly four for West Brom to at least open the scoring if not add to it but that's a loose header by the 21 this is now Ollie Burke on the, on the right side he's got Manic, Danny Mack on the uh, flank of him McNamara chips the ball in towards Jake Cooper it falls to Scott Miller who volleys high over the bar and his first chance from Millwall difficult chance in truth he puts it into the away end talking about transfers listeners shall we talk about transfers Gary Rowett has been talking about them to the news at Den he says we've been having these conversations and they're quite fluid whatever that means I don't know um, we've been close with one or two things this week but as is usually the case in January you really get really close and then it just falls away um, you've got to move on to the next option, which can take a few days. It's never that simple. It's a difficult job, I think. But I'm being sarcastic, aren't I? Um, the world of football's an odd one. It, someone made a great point on, uh, on, on line the other day about how it's almost like students leaving their homework to the last minute. And it seems to be the way that um, football works. Everything gets done on the, on the 31st of, of January. Why that is, I don't know. That's, that's football. That's just how it is. Always has been, always will be, I guess. Just ticking past 19 minutes. It's been 60-40 uh, kind of game. Mostly West Brom coming at us. We have had a couple of opportunities. But nothing of any decisiveness. This is uh, Benekafobi down in front of us in block one. He's going to win a throwing down there. Good effort there by Mason Bennett and Bennett. Millwall throw in 21 minutes, coming towards the halfway point of the first half. Mill struggling to get much in the way of um, fluidity. So I'm going to be, I'm going to go all rowity on your listeners. I've got all rowity. I'm going to start using the word like fluidity in regular everyday speech. Expect more of that kind of talk from me. Nice midfield header one by Keithton Bell there. It falls to Danny Mack. This is now Billy Mitchell in midfield. Of yellow shirts around us in midfield, like they're trying to crowd us. I'm reminded of Dai's army when uh, Captain Mannering has the German uh, circumvention of the Maginot line explained to him as to how the, they finished up crossing Holland and Belgium by Sergeant Wilson, which he describes as a damn hun trick. Damned hun trick, and that's what West Brom are doing. They're playing more midfield players than we are. That's a damned baggy trick, isn't it? All falls, Danny Mack, 24 minutes, coming down the right side, that ball's over, hits. For Ollie Burke, we've not really seen anything of Ollie Burke yet, you have to name. A player that's had quite a, a career so far, including a 13 million, 13 million pounds. I said that like Del Boy Trotter, 13 million. Moved to Red Bull Leipzig, Leipzig, which didn't work out so much for him. Um, 
was talking, I think it was to, to News of Den, I haven't got the note in front of me, listeners, but he was talking to News of Den about the pressure that these moves and the weight of expectation. That's a lovely ball forward by Donnie Burke to Danny Mack. There's £13 million for the ball there, ball into the middle. This is Benicophobia who scuffs it, misses it. Beautiful move, beautiful take and pass by Ollie Burke. Great pass, great pass, Danny Mack. Just in front of Benick who couldn't get his foot on it. That deserved the goal, that move. Best chance, best move of the game so far from Millwall by some distance. Touch of quality there from Burke. 25 minutes in this, but this is now ball down the middle for uh, Andy Cole. Andy Cole? Not Andy Cole. His name. I forgot his name. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Now, poor ball by Benick. Not quite got it together at the moment, Benick. Danny Mac does the work, does the clean up, as they say in baseball, the clean up hitter. Pulls us out of trouble. Well, I hesitate to say this because it's almost certainly going to be come back to bite me, but um, after weathering and riding our luck early on, we've actually started to look a little bit more fluid to go rowety on you again, listeners. Long may that continue. That's what, we, that's what he needs to keep himself in a job. I'm going to be quite blunt because um, the alternative to keep on losing is that um, he'll be, I think, shown the door. I can't, no, no, no manager survives that long with consistent poor defeats. A little bit of pushing and shoving now between Benick and their central defender. Handbags. 27 minutes in. Number five has plenty to say to referees. Actually, a big bloke. I mean, Benick is not a small guy, but he's a good head above Benick Afobo. But he's clearly not happy with the physicals, which is what Benick is, has been giving. You just need to raise the quality side, Benick. Bit of advice from a football that never made it out of Castleton Primary School. No, never made it into their team, listeners, so probably ill-placed to give footballing advice to a professional, but there we are, that's the nature of the football spectator transaction, isn't it? Big shout-out to the fan, I don't know your name, really, really sorry. If you, if you listen to the show, uh, do let me know on the, on Twitter. Who wanted um, more, more talk about rock bands, old-school 70s and 60s rock bands. Uh, shook, we shook hands. I'm happy to oblige that. I was listening to a great uh, Spotify, which has become a bit of a bad name in music at the moment, with, with Neil Young taking all of his music off. But anyway, I'm not going to get involved in that, but it was great. Um, John Savage's 69 to 71 playlist. Some great stuff I was listening to on the short drive today under the tunnel, coming through Bermondsey. Some quite bands like Free, Man, I remember The Birds. Well worth checking out if you got uh, if you stream on Spotify. Millwall pressing forwards now, pushing it back for Billy Mitchell. We're just starting to draw West Brom into a little bit of niggle, listeners, which is good because at first I thought Gary Rowe would be um, lucky to get out of uh, Zampa Road today, still in the job after the first few minutes. But it's gradually as the half has gone on. We've started to take the game to them, and they're starting to not be very happy about it. There's West Brom coming down there, right? So nice work there by Murray Wallace, Man Mountain. Saw a great post regarding uh, 
the highly overpriced Ivan Tony who's gone for reasons beyond me, like footballers, modern footballers, modern life in some ways, he's gone to Dubai and started slagging off his employer at the Brentford Football Club. Fuck Brentford, he said out there on a video, which has now done the rounds on um, social media in some nightclub in Dubai. Um, why you want to bite the hand that feeds you, I, I never quite fathom, but there we are. Having represented more than a few much less paid, well paid people as a trade union in my time, and uh, you know, I used to say that to them, well, why, why are you biting the hand that feeds you? You put yourself in these situations. But someone made a great point that Murray Wallace wouldn't do that. He's a nice, solid player, and I agree with that 100%. Murray Wallace is not the kind of bloke that will go to Dubai and slag off me all on video. Solid. Ball over the top. This is um, nicely done by Mason Bennett. Falls to a phobia, couldn't bring it under control. There was a little, almost a moment there of uh, where the time stood still. He's now with Scott Malone on the left. That's a deep, deep cross. It's going to go to Danny Mack, who uh, somehow controls it over on the far on the right side. He does brilliantly well there. Gets bumped. No free kick for that. And then the referee gives a free kick. West Brom for something, hard to tell what, what that was, 32 minutes pressing towards 33 minutes oh, touch beaten to the flight on the left side, this gives West Brom the chance to break forwards that's rule a great defending by, by um, who was that I think that was Jake Cooper, great defending Jake Cooper and somehow got his body between him and the oncoming forward and managed to escort it out for a goal kick, that was excellent defending we all need to stay switched on. West Brom just pressing forwards here on our left side. After a lot of early promise, they haven't looked quite as dangerous, but that's um, tempting the fates. Ball in from the left, that's flashes across the uh, the mill penalty area. No one in there. It's going to be a mill goal kick. Last few seconds of the first half. There is half time, nil nil. Um, very, very fraught start for the longest of the half. I thought we, we did very well to survive the opening 10 minutes by you know, not even conceding, let alone being two or three down. Um, but gradually, gradually, the Lions have done well to haul themselves back into, into, the, into the game in contention. It's a game that can still go anywhere. Um, stand by what I said about Gary Rowe. There's the referee getting his uh, warm reception as he walks up the pitch. Stand by what I said about Gary Rowe, but there's clearly some quality in the likes of Ollie Burke and a really good performance so far by Mason Bennett for me. So at the break, it's half-time, it's nil-nil. Achtung, Milball. Teams coming out to what the theatrical world might call mixed reviews at half-time. Um, some people saying this is one of the worst games I've ever seen. I, I don't think it's that bad. Um, I don't know how many games I've seen, but I've seen a lot worse than this. E.g. last week up there at uh, Blackpool. Um, I think it's, it's uh, going to be a physical contest in the second half, which ought to suit us to some level. Um, I think we actually hauled ourselves back into a game that was getting away from us early on. We could have been, stroke should have been two or three down, really, with the number of uh, very, very good saves that Bart was making early on. But to still be in it and press forwards and have half a chance, I think, is, is a tribute to the, the collective. Lions will be attacking towards the Coldwell Lane end in the second half. And it's all to play for, as the, uh, the, the official Twitter feed put it. All to play for. 
a very pernickety referee. He's just pulled West Brom, just kicked it off after having done a double touch on the ball, but it made no difference. Let's just get the game going. Away we do go finally. West Brom playing towards the away end. As is traditional, according to the Anglo Saxon Chronicles, it's actually listed in there, listeners. One of the first things, one of the first verses written by the Venerable Bede relates to the direction in which Millwall must kick in the first and second half of the football matches. So I was just wiping my nose as, uh, as I was speaking. That's not good podcasting, listeners. You mustn't speak and wipe your nose at the same time. Unprofessional. This is Mason Bennett, central. He's hustled there. Referee don't seem to see much that's in, in a blue shirt. He's got, he got bumped from behind there. It should have been a, a free kick, in my humble opinion. Ball down the left channel. This is, this is Ollie Burke. He's done well there. Ball into Mill. He falls to Scott Malone. Three in the middle. His cross was blocked. That's run past the left side of the corner. Good start, Millwall. 47 minutes. No corner. Take that back. This is Scott Malone. Surging forwards. Dispossessed. It falls to Keefton Belt. There's a floated ball into Burke. He does well to get the ball. His head volleyed over by Benekafobe. He's having a mere listeners. A nice head down from Burke as the cross came in from the left side. Fells the Benick is another difficult chance, perhaps, but he followed it over. Nothing working for him so far today. This is Benick now breaking forward, just on the right side of the centre. Billy Mitchell's overlapping him. Can he get the ball in? He can. He falls to Burke. What can he do? Oh, it's hit the post. Took the ball to the near post. I think it hit the woodwork. Hard to see. Beautiful take, and to get a shot away was very unlucky there. I'll need to see that again on the, on the big screen if they'll show it. I have a sense it hit the woodwork. 49 minutes. This boy showed a couple of touches, real quality touches. You can see why people have paid big money for him in the past. Nothing doing on the screen, listeners. Right start for the Lions to the second half, though. Ticking towards 50 minutes. This is Jake Cooper from the halfway line. Launched forwards towards Ollie Burke. Takes and controls it, just takes it wide left. Unfortunately, there was a moment there where he had the goal open, couldn't bring the ball under control. Another ball in from the left, that's going to go for a left sided throw in. Dangerous looking player, Ollie Burke, increasingly getting into the game. This is great to see. Nice passing of Keithton Belt to Burke. Ball wide left, this is Mason Bennett. Left side, he's got a man in front of him. Can he get the shot away? He breaks inside, he's put it over the bar. Unlucky. Ticking towards the 56th minute. That was a nice movement, nice passing, nice break. Bennett maybe should have done a touch better, but he did well to work the space and get the shot away. I was trying to think of what we might do down the den as non-fungible tokens. This is all the rage, listeners. I don't know if you've seen John Terry doing some highly dodgy-looking um, chimpanzees or something. I don't know, they're all, all dressed in... Um, like, uh, Brazilian kits and Chelsea's kit and God knows what else. It's, apparently it's the rage. People pay money for this stuff. I, I find the modern world quite hard to understand at times. And these things are supposed to be unique works of art, if you can call it that. Uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. I'm thinking that maybe what we should do down the den, the club ought to get on this, is a non-fungible token of someone making a wanker sign towards the, you know, the away ends. Uh, perhaps a, a masturbatory gesture combined with the word cunt then across somebody's forehead something like that that would sell I don't know what I don't know how it's unique if you can screenshot a non-fungible token but then I am I was born before the internet was invented so what do I know we 
This is Andy Carroll. I think I might have called him Andy Cole earlier on. Forgive me, listeners. I'm getting old. Scott Malone breaking on the left. Ball into the middle towards Burke. He's just in front of him, just couldn't reach and get on the end of it. I think the boy is desperate to, to make his mark here this afternoon, listeners. That was a nice move, just in touch of Ollie Burke there. 59 minutes, left-sided corner, West Brom. The referee telling Keith and Belden, one of their forwards, to cut it out. Cut it out. He's saying, still waiting for the corner. And it comes, it's near post. Bouncing around and Bart collects on the line, wow. One of those freeze-frame moments where time stands still. The river of time freezes for a moment. I thought it might bobble around into the net, but Bart fell on it again. Crowd responding, listeners. I think it's been a spirited performance. I mean, that was base camp. We've still got, what, 27 minutes to go, so it could all still go somewhat wrong for Gary Rowett, but... Um, this has not been the kind of lily-livered patsy performance that we saw up at Blackpool last week. Which for me, as I said, is base camp on the, uh, the ascent of Everest. Yeah, good work, Mason Bennett. Free kick. If it was a throw-in, it's actually a free kick, listeners. Scott Malone's going to take it. 66 minutes, left side of free kick. In it comes, floated into the middle. It's Bouncing around, it falls to... so far for me. Uh, rewarded with a goal there. Close range chance. Excellent stuff, Millwall. No replay, unfortunately, so I can't illuminate you anymore on that, dear listeners. Looked like he stabbed it home from close, and I think it came off of a West Brom boot, but um, I should stand to be corrected when I get a second chance to see it. Now then, hold on to it, Millwall. We've done really well to haul ourselves back into a game that uh, was getting away from us in the very early stages of the match. We've done well to haul ourselves back in, and we've got to hold on to that now. Decision, awful decision. Ticking towards 70 minutes. This is uh, gives them a free kick on the right side of the mill penalty. It's probably about 30 yards out. I'd imagine a crossing, but we've got to be wary. And it comes. It's deep, 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 bouncing around. Somehow, somehow it pinballs its way through quite harmlessly to Bart Bilkowski at the near post. It's a lot more dangerous than that, listeners, but that's how, it, that's how it finished up. A beautiful pink-inflected array of clouds above the South Bermondsey's den. The 
incinerator plants picked out in a, in a wonderful pink light. Almost a constable. Not a policeman, the artist. 71 minutes, so I start waxing lyrical about great works of art, great, great um, landscape painters. Hutchinson beat by the flight of the ball forward, ever has a poor pass from the West Brom midfield. Thankfully, Mill do get a chance to clear it. Beautiful turn by Mason Bennett. Puts it into the mill. He's his defender back covering. I thought it was a moment where he's actually threw on goal. Great take and turn from... Um, oh, he's almost in front of the goalkeeper, in front of Bennett Gafobe. Mill doing a, a high press. Full action, listeners. For 75 minutes, 15 minutes to go. Been impressed with Mason, as I've said a few times in this monologue. Ball through, this is... Falls to, to Benekafobe, he takes some turns. To Great finish, Benekafobe! He was having a mare, now he's not! 2 0 Millwall! Really cool finish from Benekafobe! That is game set and match for Millwall, listeners! taking the celebrations over on the far side there in front of the east stand let's watch that again ball in from the, from the, uh, the left side ball forwards Bennett uh, gets a strike like Clatters off the heels of the defender he takes it inside him and then slots home very nicely indeed for 2-0 76 minutes that feels like a weight lifted off the collective shoulders of the den listeners now we've got a silly flare thrown from the away end. What's that all about? I really, really don't. I mean, they're 2 0 down. What's, what's the point? We've got a man with a bucket, just like the Blitz. We've got to fill with sand. That's the end of the flare. Wearing his uh, fire brigade issue, beige and yellow high vis. Burke leaves the field to, to good applause. He shows some moments of high quality for me this afternoon. This is uh, Tyler Fury coming in. You, you've got a real glimpse, in my opinion, of what Ollie Burke is, is all about. You can see why big money has been paid for him in the past and why he's so highly rated. Uh, it's great to see. Couple, another couple of flares, a flare over in the uh thrown into the middle seats actually from the away end. expressing his opinion. Ball breaks. Danny Mack breaking forward. He's got Tyler Bury in front of him on the right side. 77 minutes. What can he do here? Ball's into the middle. It's into the first defender, unfortunately. Ball does stay down the end. It's bouncing around. He's been put into touch. The um, West Bromwich Albion de defence balling each other out. They've given us the right-sided uh, corner. 78 minutes. If they had any ambitions of Premier League football next season, it's very hard to see where it's coming from for West Bromwich Albion. Which is like, with well, some German words, Schadenfreude. The discomfort of your neighbours gives you pleasure. 
Probably is a good word. Chardon for it, for a, a, a show called Aquam Mill. In comes the left-sided corner. It's bouncing around. It's off the, the goalkeeper's hands. But it will be brought out by the yellow-shirted defence. Mill do need to keep it tight. Yet another flare gets thrown onto the pitch. Headed downwards and Bart gets his body behind it. West Bromwich Albion fans embarrassing themselves, listeners. Is this what passes for... Um, Support Wankers. Laughable stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> Young lady along from the road from me has got like a shrill toned voice. <laughs> oh dear. Mr. Byfer now having a private word with the West Brom fans. Knock it on the head, son. Three minutes of extra time to be played. Time allowed. Last um, 40 seconds of the game, listeners. It's been a very good performance. I think um, you know we, we, we certainly looked rattled in the opening stage. I think that was nerves as much as being a bit cold. Gradually, gradually through the first half, and then certainly for a very strong second half, the Lions have done exceptionally well to pull themselves back into um, a game against the side. Let's not forget another one of these ex-Premier League, very expensively assembled sides. I saw 79, 80 million mentioned as a value for their side, West Brom. And we've done really, really well to um, weather that early, early tempest and get ourselves back into a, a, a very good value 2-0 win. Man of the match for me this afternoon, Mason Bennett, but I want to mention um, the whole side, in truth. There it is, there's the final whistle. Excellent win for Millwall. West Brom looking distraught. I think they can see any, any ambitions they may have of top flight football, looking ever more ephemeral. Lions, well, we might, the season may be um, just buzzed away from us, but uh, you know, a win's a win. And if you keep winning, you'll rise through the table. That's all we can aim for at the moment. So, excellent win. We're going to be back after these messages, speaking to Mr. Ben Anthony. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Nick. It's Angelo here. Um, great result today. Um, first half was obviously a bit drab, but second half was absolutely brilliant, mate. I can't remember last time we, we created so many chances. Um <clears throat> So yeah, well pleased with that. Obviously, West Brom in disarray, but uh, we 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 can only do what you can only play against what's in front of you. But um, yeah, they were obviously like animals in the first half, weren't they? West Brom, they're just like so aggressive. But uh, we dealt with it. Cooper dealt well with um, with Andy Carroll, and uh, yeah, second half great performance. Bennett brilliant. Burke just looks so bloody dangerous. I can't wait to to see him get 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 fully fit. Uh, Cooper mentioned for him because obviously he was up against that uh, that Carroll um, and and Phoebe. <laughs> he misses so many chances, but that one that he did take was was brilliant. It was a brilliant finish. So uh, yeah, great day. And the greatest thing is, mate, it's, it was only after the game I thought, bloody hell, where's Jed Wallace? We're sort of like getting used to him not being around already, which is uh, weird, but um, maybe that's the way it's going to be, you know. Uh, but yeah, great performance and. Um, Look forward to, to Preston on Tuesday. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. Barry Moon here. Just putting my two pen up in about today. I've got to say, I thought it was, I thought it was a wonderful result in the end. First half wasn't the best. Wonderful save from Bart. Kept us in it. But other than that, I thought we were the better team. And considering we're playing with six first-team players out, and how these people can ask for a row it out is beyond me. Just a man, give him a chance with it. Get the players all back and then see what he does. But I felt today they played for him today. And can I say, I thought Mason Bennett was great. I thought my man, man of the match, but it closely followed by Clifton Bell and Danny McNamara. But I thought overall, wonderful result. And I'm really pleased for the boys and us as supporters. We've had to suffer. And as before, we always suffer and we're all supporters. And a wonderful reception for that young lady who died, unfortunately. Thanks, Nick. Cheers, mate. Hi, Nick. Matt Richards here. Just uh, walking back from the game. Wow. Well, what a great game. Uh, really enjoyed it. 
Um, you just don't know what you're going to get, do you? Week in, week out. Um, I mean, the first 10 minutes, I thought, blimey, you know, West Brom all over. such a physical and strong team. And, but how he's made that save, that was a blinding save. And I don't know what would have happened if that gone in. But um, first half, it's like kind of quite even, really. I thought it was just battling, wasn't it? It wasn't a great first half. Um, Malone volleyed over, didn't he? But um, second half, I just thought we, we just we we just played really well. Um, I like Burke. I think Burke is is very direct. I mean, he's got his his, his imagination, and um, once we know, know how to use it, then that could be a real strength. But um, yeah, it, it was a great performance. Second half, really kind of got the crowd going. Then I thought for me it was man of the match. From the first half, he was just getting himself involved all over the place, putting himself about, and he really deserved his goal. It's great to see his goal. And, and a Phoebe, brilliant, brilliant second goal. I mean, you know, Phoebe misses chances, but, you know, the coolness of head, he just slotted that way as if, you know, it's nothing at all. So, great win. Um, let's see if we can follow it up. That's a, that's, a, that's a big question, isn't it? On to Tuesday. Come on, you like. Just on my way home from the den after a very, very solid. Well, second half performance from the Lions, you know, much, much deserved the three points, really. I think West Brom looked poor, especially in that second half. They're a side were lower on confidence than we've been of late. Um, Mason Bennett, excellent. Really, really deserved his goal. You know, not often he, he lasts the 90 minutes this season, to be honest, but he gave he gave keeper problems all game and, uh, and fully, fully deserved his goal. And an excellent one from Bennett as well to top it off. You know, that's what we want from the Lions. We want more of that. Obviously, it was, it was quite a rugged game at points. You know, a lot of aerial challenges, a lot of big men on the pitch. But Newell really just turned, turned it on. And we need to see that a bit more consistently. And, you know, want to follow that up at home on Tuesday against Preston. But, you know, maybe a couple more sign-ins in before the window gets, gets closed before the Preston game. Maybe you're starting to look in the turn of the season around, but it's just about that consistency for Millwall from now on. Ollie Burke looks okay in flashes, you know, still finding his feet, still getting to fitness. So hopefully on a on a brighter path in 2022 from this result. Hopefully uh, Preston, you know, don't respond too well to a performance like that. Mike Hayden here following that excellent 2-0 win against West Bromwich Albion. Didn't we need that, listeners? Um, That's feeling good. The season might be a dead rubber now, but you can never lose that feeling of a a good performance and a good three points. I know West Brom have been on a really bad run of form, um, but they're still a top six side. You know, they have got some good players. But they're one of those clubs I really dislike, listeners. Um, Their fans just seem to think they have this divine right to be in the top two or Premier League. Well, let me put it this way. When you're bringing in Andy Carroll on a free transfer and basically your tactics are to try and lump it to the big man uh, up front with a load of busted flush players in your side... There's no way you will be anywhere near that top two, I would tell you that. I thought they were useless uh, and I thought their fans were also a disgrace today. You know, who rips up our seats, eh? That's uh, that just, that's just, it's just not on. I mean, you can't be throwing seats on the pitch in this day and age. That was a disgrace. And I hope uh, they do get a fine because of that. I mean, we get enough fines, don't we? Do you know what I mean? We get enough bad press. It's about time a, a scummy club like that got some bad press because they deserve it. But anyway, um, on to our performance. I thought, brilliant. 
you know, it was uh, we had a couple of good chances in the first half. I, we really should have scored. I mean, Scott Malone had a bit of time with that volley. He could have brought it down and put it away. Um, you know, a phobia, a couple of missed touches and stuff like that. Um, Burke played in McNamara and that, that ball over just ahead of a phobia, I thought, was was really unlucky. But then we really hit them hard at, at, at um, in the second half. I think Rowett must have really shoved the rocket up the arse in a positive way, I think, saying, look, we can beat this side if we pull ourselves together. And, you know, what we really did, we had loads of chances. Unfortunately, you know, we took two of them. Um, Mason Bennett was absolutely superb. He had their right back on toast all day, uh, and he was a lot smaller than him. But he continuously outmuscled him, and um, you know he just did the business against him. Uh, Afobe took his goal really well. He's a real danger uh, when he's one on one with a defender like that, and you'd always bank on him finishing those chances. And you know he did. Keefton Beld, I think, had a poor game at Blackpool last week, as did pretty much everyone, to be honest. But, you know, he's not had a lot of game time and I thought he was really good today. He's just everywhere. Um, you know, he he, he really, he, he's not the best ball playing midfielder, but, you know, he's one that will give it 100% and he breaks up play well and, you know, you need that in your side. So I think he, he played well today as well. But as I say, Bennett, man of the match for me. Let's try and follow it up against Preston um, in the week. Um, and, you know... Let's let's see where we go. But yeah, feeling good after that one. A positive Millwall result. And uh, I hope you all have a pleasant weekend because I will now. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Millwall. Welcome back after a break, dear listeners. Joining me on the show now in a much happier frame of mind than we both expected at the start of today's proceedings, Mr. Ben Anthony. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Hello, Nick. How you doing? Well, I'm happy, and we exchanged messages, um, DMs earlier on, didn't we? Um, wondering what we're going to get today, and as we were just saying off air, if we haven't, if I haven't learned after 50 years of following Millwall that you get exactly what you don't expect week in, week out, I never will learn that lesson because that was a really strong win and a really strong second half performance. I felt. How did you see today's game, mate? Yeah, for the first time this season, really, walking to the den, I didn't have that feeling of we could get a result um this was yeah. one of those days where I, I sort of went in thinking we might nick a draw if we're lucky um and somehow we managed to turn it around we we've had it a few times where where he's been down and out and we've lost a couple of terrible games and he's managed to pull a result out of the bag in the next game just when you thought he was out he pulled himself back in kind of thing absolutely i mean he, he seems to be um was it Napoleon said about, give me lucky generals, don't give me good generals, give me lucky generals. And I think Gary Rowe is a lucky general because, you know, it was no secret. I don't think we're saying anything that people won't have been aware of. I mean, the the um, you know the, the rumblings were, um, were, were around the internet all week. I mean, I must admit, um, at the end of the first 10 minutes, Ben, when I, th- I, th- I think West Brom had had a couple of decent shots on goal, miracle saves that, that we come to expect from Bart. I thought we, if we, if he's still in the job by five o'clock at that stage, I thought we'd be lucky. But um, we did really well to to claw our way back into the first half, and then to take the game to West Brom in the second half. And I've, I've got to take my hat off to the squad, but also to Gary Rowett because you know you, if you dish it out to a manager, you should be prepared to praise too. And I thought that was a just what was needed today. It, it was it was a real tonic for the whole the whole stadium. Everyone was there. Yeah, you could tell. That second half, the the way the crowd lifted, you could tell that half time 
I think came at a good time. I think we were struggling, particularly that that first sort of twenty five minutes. We were struggling, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think we we managed to sort of calm them down a little bit and and keep them out of the game for the sort of latter part of the the half. And I was sort of thinking around about forty minutes. There was a lot of people heading to the bar and heading to the loo, and sort of the, <laughs> nothing was happening. The crowd was quiet. Other than the referee being a bit shit, we, we, there was nothing to talk about. So um, no. um I think half term half time came at a really good time. Um and then I think second half we just went for it and it was so nice to see that. We we've been crying out this season for our Millwall side to just go for it and yeah, Millwall style. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Um and we, we we looked tough. Like they were knocking us over all the time and we were just getting back up, getting on with it. There was a couple of times when Malone was knocked over and he just got up and got on with it and yeah. um we we were pushing for for second first and second balls for once and um really trying to play positive football and it was such a it was such a difference and um something that was really nice to see. I think it was Steve Evans asked me on, on Twitter earlier on what does what does Gary Rowett say to them at half time because it's, we certainly came out enlivened in the second. We weren't bad at the end of the first half, I thought, Ben. I mean, you know, I, I think you're right. We were we were clinging on for grim grim life by about the halfway point in the half, and we'd really dodged a, a couple of bullets because Bart made one save. Um, I think I described it as a miracle in in in, in real time. It's it it was a, it was a top quality save. Let's let's um, you know try and be a, get a bit of perspective away from the match, but. By the end of the half, we were, you know, we 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 kind of clawed our way back into it, and that, that takes steel. And I think that's what you're touching on there, mate, because that's what really stood out. That was a proper Millwall performance. That was that was a group of players that will not, you know, no one's under any illusion that, um, you know, we're the best team in the division. But that was they were not going to accept um, being pushed around lightly today, and that's all you really want to see at the den, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the wonder save you're talking about. I I sit in the the cold blow lane, right? Okay, you sit uh, not directly behind the goal, but not far from behind the goal, and you could. It was uh, the perfect angle for me. You could see just how good that save was in about five minutes. It was. I thought there's no way that's not going to be a goal, um, no. and somehow Bart managed to get down and claw it out from the corner. And um, you have to give him massive credit today particularly the first half he he was a big part of keeping us in that game and and giving us the possibility to turn it round like you said yeah i mean he's making an ever increasing case to be classed in amongst mills best ever and best ever i've seen um and only the very very best will, will get in front of him i mean I, I, he's he's edging towards that point now i, I think that he's a, a a fantastic goalkeeper he saved a good couple of goals for us today which would have made a very different game of it if we'd have conceded that early because I think confidence would have really ebbed away from us. As it was, confidence flowed into our veins, especially in the second half. I mean, I, I want to dish out some praise uh, generally um, to the whole team, really, Ben, because um, and even the player that I would have said was having a bit of a mare, which was Ben Ekafobe, who missed a couple of chances and a couple of balls got away from him in the first half. But he could come good in the didn't give up, didn't give up, and came good in the end. Yeah, yeah, and you could see the relief on his face when when the ball went in. He was 
you know, the celebration was was massive for him. You could you could tell he was having a bad day at the office, and he took that chance. And he's yeah. had a few where he very nearly got on the end of it and just couldn't. Um, I do kind of think with him, his first touch is a bit dodge, isn't it? Like, it Can he, be. That's probably why he's at Millwall, Ben. <laughs> yeah. The reason he's with us is because of, mostly because of that first touch, I think. But, um, I, I mean, I'd love us to sign him. I think he's he's perfect for us. And he, he gets the crowd and the crowd yeah. get him. I think it's a mutual response. I mean, and that 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 steal that we saw throughout the game today, which is a really welcome thing because we've not seen much of that lately. But um, that was led, and you're right. He he didn't give it up, and it would come good in the second, like a movie, you know, where you need you need the happy ending after the initial struggle of the protagonist. You know, Um, I also want to mention Mason Bennett, who was my man of the match today. I don't know who you might go for. Yeah, uh, same for me. Yeah, I mean, work rate. Um, willingness to chase lost causes. He was winning us free kicks when he had no right, uh, throw-ins, when he had no right to in the corner. Everything you might want from a mill forward. And, of course, that crucial, crucial first goal that really lifted the weight off of everyone's shoulders. Uh, I've not seen it since. He won, he won the free kick for the goal as well. He, It was him being a little bit of a pain in the ass that Yeah, that which he does very won. well. Um, Did it take yeah. a deflection? You, you're nearer to it. I mean, it was a long way away. He seemed to get a, a close-range shot on goal, which I, I had a sense it was deflected in, but I don't. I, I, was, I didn't see the replay and I haven't seen it since. So, speaking very raw listeners, recording straight after the game here. Um, yeah, I think but, it was deflected. I think it was just close and he just put his foot through it right um i don't, I don't remember there being a deflection okay uh, honest, that was that was a long distance yeah yeah finally seeing the ball go in the back of the net i'm not sure how much <laughs> of it i actually remember and how much of it was was my imagination <laughs> time seems to slow down these moments listeners and i must you're right i mean it's been a while since we've seen any exciting play at the den so um when it does happen it's almost a slight sense of disbelief that you're watching it in, in, unfold in front of you um so really really well taken chance and that gave us a, a precious one nil lead which is always a fraught lead at the den isn't it ben i mean um you know you're never you're never entirely comfortable with it but we did press on and they actually started forcing errors and loose balls from, from West Brom. I thought looked quite ragged by the end. I mean, for an expensive side, I thought they looked... Um, they, they, they weren't happy with each other. They were digging each other out. It was it was a, a glorious sight to, to, to behold as a Millwall fan to watch the other team collapse in front of your eyes. And I think it was a loose ball that led to... Um, uh, or poor defending, certainly, from the ball forwards that gave a, a phobia the chance to finish, which he did very well, very clinically for a second. Yeah, very cool finish that one, and um, there were some. Yeah, they they were making mistakes in the middle, and um, we started to take advantage. I think that that whole front three deserves some some plaudits. I think Burke grew yeah. into it, and as he started to move into the middle more, he became a, a big threat. Um, and the other thing I noticed with him is he's got a, a real leap on him. He, he's could be a danger in the box with with heads as well. Um, but yeah, I thought yeah. I thought Benefobi, I thought Mason Bennett and and Oliver Burke were, were a really good team at the front there. And the other thing I want to say about Burke, I make you right. Um, I think he he he. I suppose like going into any new environment, you, it takes you a while to 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 bat your way in. But by by from the about the midway from the 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 first half and then onwards through up until he was substituted. 
his quality came from in some of the touches and some of the moments you could see why millions of pounds have been paid for him ben you know some last week when i was watching the stream from um blackpool i thought he looks quick but i don't really get what the 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 hype has been about today yes i could see why the hype is there because he had some real moments of quality uplifting moments i thought ollie burke gonna be a great player for us if um, he can keep that going yeah, and he was more of a forward today. Last yeah. week when he came on, he was he was an, more of an out-and-out out winger. And they yeah. were trying to get him to put crosses in. And we haven't seen much of a cross from him yet. Um, but I think certainly cutting into the middle a little bit more, he, he seems to be an option for us, hopefully. He's still got time to bed in, as you say. I don't think he's quite match fit yet. but um, no, Which I think is probably why he was substituted. But there, there was a moment in the first half, I think he released Danny Mack along the right side, and it was the most beautiful ball. Um, one of those moments where you, you, it reminds you why you go to watch football, because it lifted you out of your seat. It was, it was that good. Um, that I can really see... Well, Danny... Yeah. Did, um... Kobe didn't quite get his foot on it. Yeah, it was just like about an inch or two in front of him, I think, which um, was, was not helping his... Um, I'm sure it's playing on his mind through the games, which, you know, up until the goals, that's why it was so great to see. But I also want to praise the defence. I thought we did a really good job today. After the initial um, shakiness, which, you know, yes, we, we had a stroke of luck, really, and stroke comes skill in the sense of Bart Bielkowski keeping them at bay. But after that, the defence really took control of it. I, I thought by the end of the game... They had pretty much again expensive forwards in their pocket. There, Ben. You know, West Brom is a, a, a paid some money for some of their players. You know, one thing they seemed to have was a the, the threat of a header from Andy Carroll. We we put Cooper on him, who was I know it seemed to be taller than Carroll, which is quite yeah. nice to see. Yeah, um, and Cooper <laughs> managed him really well out of the game, and then Hutchinson and. Um, Wallace did a lot of the work to sort of sweep up around around them too. I agree. And I mean, you know, obviously Andy Carroll is going to get stick um, at the den. I And he's had his career and we all know that, that the Andy Carroll kind of um, struggles with injury and, and, and whatnot. Um, I've always thought he was a great striker and ought to have made more of himself and ought to have been a better player because he had the potential and the skill and the ingredients, mm. um, which takes me to my... Um, praise for the defence, Jake Cooper especially, because he kept a top-level striker, and that's what Andy Carroll should and arguably is um, have been in his in his career. And I think to keep him quiet is is top work by Jake. The the whole defence, and I include Murray Wallace actually, who's um, really really strengthened up the left side. I mean, w- without him, uh, Malone does look like a little lost lamb running around in the fields. With, with Murray behind him, um, it gives Malone more freedom to get forwards. Not his best game today, Scott Malone, but um, he did a job today, I thought. And I'd say the same probably about Danny Mack as well on, on the right side. Um, one thing I do like about Danny Mack is he's so committed and that really plays to the middle sensibility, doesn't it? Yeah, I think going forward, Danny Mack and Malone actually are, are better in attack than they are in defence. I think yeah. um, Danny's sort of lack of years of experience um showed a little bit today they were they were making moves around him that he was then having to try and catch up um and he he did it he he kept them at bay but um it was it was a tough game for him today i think hats off to the midfield i've seen some praise for keithton belts and and um billy mitch and midfield no I, I wanted to mention them before we um 
finish the review of the game today because I thought both uh, there's one one of the best games I think Keefton Belt has played for us. He really really put himself around, especially in that second half. Billy Mitch, we know about really because we know he's he's going to give everything. Um, there's been some question marks over Keefton Belt, but today we I think he answered a few questions out there. It was a perfect game for him. It had to be had to be a bit defensive. We had to try and get a foothold in that midfield, and I think he did that brilliantly. He didn't also didn't go over the top, but he's had a few criticism about just booting a player up in the air for the sake yeah, of it. And he yeah, do that. yeah. Not so um, much of that today. No, no. Yeah, and I think in the first half, I think Billy Mitchell was a little bit quiet, but he grew into the as, as the team grew in confidence. I think he grew in confidence, and he he became a bigger part of the the game as the as it went on. Um, they did well. I think one yeah. criticism for me, just a little bit, is we do when we've got the ball. We this idea of us keeping possession, which is what we all want us to do. Do pass around the midfield quite a lot, and it would be nice to see us find a way to get that midfield a little bit more involved at times. I mean, it's a yeah. criticism. We we played brilliantly, but um, it's just one thing. I think we we pass along the back and down the sides a lot, and we don't go through the middle as much as I'd like to see. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think we're still we're still fumbling towards a style. Um, Today it was more apparent that there was a style, and you know I think when it's played well as as it was today against the, you know the old mill thing we play great against the big teams and struggle against the lesser lights in the division. I think that that probably remains. But today was a big game. I mean, big game for Gary Rowett, really. Ben. I mean, he, he, he said after the game, I think he was speaking to Richard Corley about um, how he's been around the block enough times to know the pressure that's on a manager with with um, a series of losses, three wins on the spin. Um, you know, your job starts to get be openly spoken about, and four win, uh, four losses, as it could have been so easily today. Um, you know that, that you're really staring down the barrel. So I think there's a, you know, there's there's a real weight, the sense of a weight being lifted. I don't know if I'm over overcooking it really, but it was, it was around the den today. I thought the, um, you know, the whole funny place. Watching, once we'd scored, it was quite funny watching the West Brom fans react the way they did and the. The chance, Flares, yeah, and it almost yeah. felt like it, had it gone the other way, it could have been a reverse. <laughs> it could um, have been us. <laughs> it was a bizarre mirror image today at the den. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the biggest victim today, I think, is has to go to Steve Kavanagh for his anti-flair sniffer dogs and uh, his "Don't be a tosser" campaign. That was uh, <laughs> a real win, wasn't it? Well, the, the tossers were all in their way in today. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how that plays out with. Um, I don't know what 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 the FA had with how they look at these things. But anyway, we'll, we'll see because there was about three or four flares that came on, and um, and a, a seat which was thrown on as well, yeah. like a fris- frisbee style. So um, yeah, um, they they embarrassed themselves there big time. The other big talking point, which um, I, I think everyone that was there couldn't help but be touched by it. Ben was the seventh minute. Um, ovation for, for um, young Ida Caton. I think that was one of those moments where, you know, we, we all know Millwall, we all know the the the, the, um, the club, but I think sometimes you just take your breath away the the generosity of spirit of the of the fans of our club, you know, and that was that was one of those moments um, really uplifting. I felt. Yeah, um, she's an amazing person, isn't she? And and touched so yeah. many people. Not Absolutely, many could unite Absolutely. West Ham and Millwall fans in the same 
in the way that she did and um and her family as well and uh i think it was a, a very touching tribute and um was nicely done by the club as well ben i thought you know the image was nice nice picture of her um wearing her west ham shirt and she gets a standing ovation around the den i think that's that's that speaks volumes for the mill support um and there's lots of slogans and and sort of marketing phrases and things thrown about football but i think cancer has no colors is is one that really um yeah. it it really means something to millwall and i'm sure lots of other fans and i think um um yeah i think it was a very well managed and very touching tribute today yeah and, and you know reading some of the internet comments i've also had messages and stuff <clears throat> so i know that the gesture means a lot to those who have lost the most which is obviously the, the Isla's family so you know, I think everyone contributed to that. So well done, everyone, I think, at the den today. Um, just to close us, Ben, I mean, today was a big win. We've got another game on Tuesday night, Preston. Um, a lot of, uh, I mean, it's still, the, the, the table is is, a, is a volatile. I mean, we, we could easily put together a string of wins as we were able to put a string of losses together. So is the season over for you or is it or does, does that sixth spot look a little too far out of distance or i suppose it's game by game in some ways at the moment yeah for me i think it is i think as much as we're sort of saying we're too far away from the relegation zone so we're safe i think we're just as far away um from the top <laughs> six i haven't looked at the table but i don't think there's much no. of a difference um so I, I think it's too far now i think we've let it go too much um, so I think consolidate and try and build for the summer, hopefully, and and have another go next year. But yeah, yeah. If we can get that right wins together, never say never, I guess. But um, I think it's too much for us now. We've still got the final day of the transfer window. To get. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be Jed? It's going to be Jed, isn't it? The, 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 it's like a, like a new signing. That the cliche will have it there. So we'll, I'm beginning we'll... to wonder if we should change our name to And Millwall because obviously all these <laughs> news of all these clubs, and we're always the last one. It's always Nottingham Forest, West Brom, Fulham, and Millwall are interested. We're like the <laughs> Um, That's a good idea. Are you holding your breath for, for a, a big signing up front or something? No. <laughs> if we do sign anyone, we won't have heard of them. Um, I, I mean, I suppose it's, I mean, it's an open open um, story. Really, we still don't know. We didn't. Jed wasn't in the team. wasn't in the in on the bench today. So I suppose he's still officially injured. Um, the, you know, all joking aside, we've still got um, tomorrow and then Monday. And it, it, for reasons that defeat me, the football world does all of its business in the last few hours of transfer deadline day. What It's like kids going to doing their homework. It has to be done the night before, you know. Um, so we'll see. Um, you, we may be surprised. I, I have a feeling that Gary Rowett still hasn't given up on the season. And I think... Um, you know, we we may have done, and, and and those of us in the stands that might have, or those that went to Blackpool last week, might have given up on it. But I have a sense that, um, despite all the criticism, despite the um, you know the the, the uh, you know the the, the kind of the, the the feeling that he would have got standing down there in some of the poorer games, I still think he's he's got ideas that uh, we can still make a run at it. Um, so who knows? We, we we live in hope, Ben, don't we? As Mill fans, we live in hope, but just expect. When he first arrived, there was a story that came out 
about him going into the um, the dressing room and he asked the players um, how far off the top six are we? And I can't remember, it might have been Hutchinson or someone said that, that they also said how many points away from the relegation zone they were. And Rao a stop to that and he said don't look at that because no. we're, we're looking up um and I liked that I looked that was a that felt like a real change from Neil Harris which was one criticism of Neil Harris was that it was let's get safe before we worry about anything else yeah and Rowett came in with that let's push on and let's look upwards so I'd like to think that he's still got that attitude and that mentality and I'd like to think that the, the players in the squad will start to have that as they grow in confidence now. Yeah, I mean, many of the listeners that might laugh at this, but I think he is personally ambitious, and I don't think that failing with Millwall will, will help his CV. I'm sure he could find um, the words in a job interview to talk talk his way past it, but it, I think better to have a success with Millwall than to leave it with a cloud over your head. And I think he, you know, he's in a, he, his uh, career so far tells you that he does see himself as a certainly a Premier League to Championship shuttle manager. And, um, you know, if you fail at Millwall, you probably may not get the chances again to, to become that. So um, I, I still think he hasn't given it up on it. So I think it may be an interesting Monday. Let's um, yeah. let's keep our fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, we may yet sign some obscure Belgian <laughs> centre-forward that's scored 20 goals in the Jupile League Division 3 or something, you know. The promise yeah. of a sofa if he scores a goal. <laughs> Huge thank you, Ben Anthony. Thanks for coming on after the football today, Ben. Really appreciate it, mate. And um, hope to speak again very, very soon, maybe after another victory like we had today. Take care of yourself, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky review. Over to Aston Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? 